With 22 million UK users, LinkedIn offers a fabulous opportunity to find your ideal clients and to stay ahead of your competition. But what do these future clients currently find when they visit your profile? First impressions count. So, are you proud of your fantastic profile because it is client ready and written with them in mind? Or do you look at it and wonder how you could do better because you are not generating leads? My Marketing Guy works with those who want to take advantage of the amazing potential offered by LinkedIn. So, for more details, please email guy at mymarketingguy.co.uk to arrange an initial consultation. Remember, your next client is on LinkedIn. You're listening to Go Fish, exclusively on the pod station. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Go Fish Marketing Tips podcast where each week we take a topic, we delve deep and hopefully give you something useful that you can use and apply for your own benefit, whether it, I suppose, be personal or indeed for your business. My name is Mark Pollard, my business is Funky Vibes Marketing. Joining me as always are my fellow co-hosts. We have the lovely Elaine Atherton from To Sum It Up. How are we doing, Elaine? I'm very good. I'm very good indeed. Thank you very much. Yes, nice to be here. And we have the, uh, it's the, uh, I was going to say debonair, but you, I, don't, I don't know what to, how to describe yeah, you, you with that, with, you with your that. lion's mane. It's Chris Roxborough from My Marketing Guy. How are we doing, Chris? Hi, everybody. Yeah, I'm doing doing well. Um, sun's out. Happy days. We're, we're sort of crawling out of lockdown, if not emerging from it with gusto but uh, yeah so onwards and upwards with uh, a flowing full head of hair for the time being yes yes now we're also joined with another guest uh, we do like to bring in experts uh, within fields that aren't necessarily our bag and we have another such expert with us today we have the lovely sarah white from sarah white photography how are you doing sarah i'm really good thank you I won't say anything mean about you or your haircut. It's only Chris that gets those kind of uh, rude remarks and uh, negative attentions. That's reassuring. <laughs> so, um, if this is the first episode that you're listening to, then there's another 44 for you to go and check out. So you can go to the podstation.co.uk forward slash gofish. You'll find all of the episodes there. You'll also find links to all of the major podcast platforms where you can alternatively go first off and get all of the shows there if you subscribe then when we download the latest episode it should automatically come onto the device that you use to listen to it's as easy as that Uh, we're also on social media so facebook instagram twitter and linkedin if you just type in go fish marketing into the search field we should pop up there Uh, and if you follow us uh, you can usually get some useful tips Uh, we're often asking questions and your thoughts and opinions uh, on the topics that we generally like to cover so do by all means feel free to give us some comments and perhaps if you've got any suggestions so let's move swiftly back onto topic now uh, we tend to for each show pick a news topic that is either current or 
one that we've come across relatively recently we can chew the fat on uh, again something that might be useful to you or something that you didn't know about and you might want to investigate a bit further now elaine you're responsible for coming up with our our topic this week so what do you have for us today well I'm going to mention Clubhouse because it is like the new thing, isn't it, that um, so many people are talking about. Obviously, if you've got, if you've got an iPhone, you can talk about it um, because it's not actually, uh, to my knowledge anyway, yet available on Android. So, um, But just to give some figures on it here, it's after launching in April 2020, it has been downloaded. This was two days ago, by the way, this is the information, has been downloaded 10 million times and has around 2 million weekly active users. So that's obviously, you know, in it in its short, relatively short amount of time, it's really gaining some momentum, particularly as obviously uh, um, people on Android, with Androids can't actually use it yet either. So is it's that definitely- Is just UK, um, Elaine? Sorry to interrupt, but is that just UK? Oh, no, I don't know, <laughs> actually, answer to that. If you're looking at the same article I am, I think it's global. It does, yeah, it doesn't say. But so if you if you look at it um, in relation to Facebook, uh, Facebook has 2.7 billion active users. So you know it's obviously you know nowhere near that. But, That's certainly worldwide, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but the hype from Clubhouse it seems to be. I mean, obviously I haven't used it because I'm on Android, but it seems to be you know being talked about a lot as a way of delivering um you know some even training or conversation so um yeah seems to be an interesting one i'm looking forward to having a little nosy at it anyway uh, when i can get on it um, but i'm not in any big rush um, but I, you know and, and i know obviously you haven't used it but sarah did you say you'd done it once or tried I've it very briefly been on there i just I kind of freaked out a bit because I didn't know <laughs> if I was muted or not and I couldn't work out how to mute myself. <laughs> but I do know a lot of people who are using it really yeah. regularly and really, you know, it's a, it's a good networking tool. So it's definitely something I need to get my head around. Yeah. Yeah. It's like anything, isn't it? When it's all a bit new, it's sort of a bit daunting, isn't it? But yeah, I, I, I definitely will have a have a, a go on it when, when I can. Interesting though. I may get round to having a look at it at some point. I think there's two issues I have. Number one, uh, it's exclusive and you have to be invited, and that immediately makes me not want to do it. Um, and secondly, I, I kind of get mixed reports about what it's about and how it's used. It, it When people say clubhouse to me, I think of a treehouse with your mates, um, not a weird online social networking tool. And people who've used it seem to suggest you can just flitter in between rooms and then sometimes when you go in a room you're not allowed to talk and you just have to sit and listen. And there are other times when you go in you have to talk but you don't necessarily know what it is that you're talking about. It just all, it sounds a bit like voyeurism <laughs> put in an audio form. You know, you're peeking through the doors to see what's going on around the, the corner. I don't know. I feel I'm going to have to try it at some point just to form a proper informed decision. But at the moment, there's nothing ticking my fun box. No, in, but in fairness to Clubhouse, we don't know anything about it. And it would probably be a good idea if we got somebody on here who did know something about it rather than, uh, rather than us 
make these wild assumptions, Mr. Pollard. Well, indeed, I, indeed. So I, I've heard I've heard similar sorts of things, but uh, I wouldn't dream of repeating them because I don't know them to be true. I don't have first-hand experience. Well, let's get let's get a clubhouse a clubhouse specialist. Indeed. So if you are a club clubhouse fan. Get in touch with us. Go fish at the podstation.co.uk. We'll get you on. You can plead your case and let us know. And uh, it also sounds like Chris has volunteered to go on there himself and do an in-depth uh, investigation so that he can report back to us uh, and think, enable us to be the, prepared. With respect, I think the other side of, of this is <clears throat> there are there are X number of social media platforms. This is another there are only so many hours in the day and do i really want another at the moment especially the way you described it not really <laughs> um, but you know if 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 somebody can explain to me how 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 it is it's good for you it's good for business you learn this you learn that you make this contact and so on and i'm happy to be uh, i'm happy to be convinced Amen to that. So, on the basis of that very useful and in-depth analysis that I'm sure you'll be able to apply um, readily in your business, um, which has, uh, it seems, equated to uh, being able to find the app on your iPhone app stores, uh, downloading it, and then trying to find someone to invite you so you can get in. Yeah, with that sort of in-depth analysis, why would you not tune in? Um, thankfully, we can give a more informed opinion on the main topic for today, uh, which is about photography, and we have ourselves an expert in that field who will hopefully be able to talk more intelligently than we did about Clubhouse. So, Sarah, do you want to just briefly explain what it is that you do uh, so that people will have an understanding of where we're going with this. Sure. Well, I, I hope that I can be, sound a bit intelligent about it. Anyway, um, yeah, so I am a personal branding photography specialist. So I work with businesses to um, kind of find the best way of telling their story. Um, and I'm really big on encouraging people to put themselves as the face of their brand and get get kind of a, get that across um so that they can then attract the right people um because people can get to know them so much better just through through their images okay is brand photography then different from general photography do you not do the other stuff or is it do you do that stuff but are particularly specialized in the branding element um i used to do a lot of other things I used to do a lot of family photography particularly um, and it's more recently that I've focused in on the, the branding side because it, it's it's something that I can really uh, the reason I love it is because I can help business owners kind of like myself to really succeed in their ambitions so I can I just get I feel like I get so much back from it because I'm helping people to achieve their goals and that you know often they're they're my goals as well so it kind of means I can do a lot more than I could do myself so that's what I love about it and it's something that's it's a fairly kind of it's not as saturated a market as the kind of family photography and weddings and all that kind of stuff so it's, it's something I can really get my teeth into and uh, I'm absolutely loving it. What do you mean by brand photography? So I mean 
my photography would cover i mean it might be products um but it's a lot of it is the personal brand side of it so it's the individuals involved um and it might be covering you know there's a whole range of range of themes that people might want to include as kind of part of their brand so their brand is you know the messages that they want to get across the impression that they want to leave on the, their potential customers and you know the audience so it covers you know sometimes people want to talk about their their personal life and and include pictures of their family because that's part of their brand um if they're you know if their business is relevant to that other times it's it's the products so you know it will include images of the products but also images of the business owners with the products and that kind of thing or it's just some, sometimes it's just what they do in their spare time what their hobbies are um it's you know it varies and, and each shoot is is completely unique because everyone's brand is everyone's business is unique even if we're selling the same thing the way that we approach it and the you know our 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 brand our mission our values are different so that's that's what i try and tease out with my clients is exactly what you know what messages they do want to be getting across and what what's unique about them Elaine, would you consider yourself to be the brand of your business? Oh, good question, isn't it, really? Um, I mean, by the nature of the fact, I call my business to sum it up. Um, would, I, would I have called myself by my name, which I think is a really powerful thing to do? In hindsight, I probably should have done. Um, but I've sort of built this brand now that to sum it up was obviously not well wide known by any stretch but it just in my circles it's it's recognized um so um but i do consider myself when i talk about my business i talk about me as in i am to sum it up i don't do we um, because i am to sum it up and i know that's you know that's not everybody does that differently but for me i talk very personable to people as it as it's me who's talking to you not not um the company if you like and what about you chris do you see yourself your face as the brand of the business or would you perhaps keep it more as the generic my marketing guy business i think um i i think leaving my face aside for for the moment <laughs> I, th I think that i am the the the, the business brand everything i do I mean, I do, I do webinars, Mark, as you know, and workshops uh, prior to lockdown based upon, um, based upon setting your business up and so on, giving advice about this, that and the other. And one of the things that I, that I put over is that for people working for themselves, they are the brand, you know. So if, if you behave badly in the pub, you're damaging your brand if you've got other business people around there and, and so on and so forth you're very much the brand it depends on your business if you're uh if, if it's a bigger business no it doesn't apply so much the the company is is more the brand but uh with businesses our sizes yeah we 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 are we are the brand and everything we do uh affects affects our brand so how would you deal with those different situations then, Sarah? So you've got Elaine, who perhaps very much is the brand in itself, as in she very much to be at the forefront of it. And visually as well, Elaine, because like on your website, there is the image of you on the homepage, so you are very front and centre. You've then got 
the likes of, of Chris, who is perhaps the brand in terms of its reputation and its expertise, but perhaps doesn't want to be quite as visually prominent. And then you've probably got someone like me who who probably really doesn't want his face anywhere near it insofar as um, certainly I would... I, I would want perhaps more of a, a team feel to to the branding, as it were. So, how would you perhaps deal with those three different scenarios? And is, is there a difference? Yeah, I mean, there is. I mean, I tend to work mostly with people who are kind of solopreneurs, people who who are set yeah. up business by themselves. So, um, I don't have to worry too much about that. But there are. I mean, I think the important thing is that do you get to see the personality behind the brand that's what people want to know so it might not be one individual it might be the team but it's still great to see faces and to you know to people buy from people don't they you know we hear that all the time so um i would always encourage people to to give that kind of those background stories there's lots of different ways it, you know even not everyone is comfortable showing their face um, and i think it's kind of a, a progression but there's other ways, you know, the stories that you can tell as testimonials and all sorts of things that you can do to to get your personality and the, you know, of the team and the brand um, or you as an individual across. And I think it's important that we all, you know, we all know what our kind of values are. Every company should really know what they what they hold as, as important and why they're doing what they, they do. So it's just kind of getting those messages across um, and often, you know, I encourage people to do that in lots of ways, as well as the obviously the images that I produce for them at the end. What holds people back from being the face of the brand? Uh, I, I'm probably a prime example of. I think my parents have probably for the last five years asked me if I can send an updated photograph of myself. I'm like the Scarlet Pimpernel when there's a camera in in loom. It's just like dive straight out of out of shot. And no, thank you. If I can avoid it, I rather would. Um, but perhaps I mean I don't know, Elaine. I'm I'm speaking out of turn here, perhaps. But you you seem to be someone who might be more comfortable with being put in that situation. Um. Oh gosh. Uh, I don't know really. Where does that come from? I suppose by the nature of my journey to where I am, I, I've I've been um, put into the limelight more times than um, I would have ever imagined. I guess so. I have to had to do that. Yeah, being on the stage when you're thinking, "Oh my God, I want to die," and all these people are looking at me, and it's like you know. So I have done things like that. So I guess. Um, I had to get out of my comfort zone because I was naturally a very shy person. So for me, it was like, well, you've got two choices. Um, you know, you can either not push yourself, go further, or you can get over yourself and do some things that maybe are out of my comfort zone. So I wouldn't say I was naturally the person who would want to be the face on the on my website or all of that if I hadn't have had the journey I've had. And I, th I just think for me, it is a huge part of my brand that I feel like as a coach, I, people need to know me and sort of have some sort of, um, I don't know, synergy or likability or something like that. So for me, that's, that's sort of why I do it. One of the reasons I do it 
you know, plus what I've just mentioned. So it's, it's all very yeah, deep thinking this, isn't it really? Why? Yeah, so because I, I would not, not, I don't like to be the centre of attention actually at all, uh, which <laughs> might surprise you, I don't know, but I really don't. I'm quite happy for other people to take the limelight and just to observe. But in, in, in the case of, from a business point of view, I totally get that people would want to, uh, you know, know a bit about me and, um, and perhaps see what I look, look like or whatever, I don't know. 10 Minutes, 10 Days, 10 Actions is brought to you by Two Summit Up. Expert sales tips and advice provided in a structured, bite-sized way for only £97. Learn how to improve your processes with 10-minute podcasts provided each day for 10 days, which you can listen to from the comfort of your own home, office, or whilst out and about. For more information, visit twosummitup.co.uk forward slash 10 actions. What about you, Mr. Oxborough? Um, Elaine's obviously used to being papped from the bushes, as she says. So <laughs> over the years, she's gotten used to pictures turning up on the front pages of the newspaper. Uh, but uh, how how comfortable are you in front of the old snapperoo? I have never been regarded as being camera shy, Mark. That's for sure. Over 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 many years. Um, I, I think Elaine touched on it before. The, the advice I give to people on my workshops are if you are supplying a personal service, as it were, so if you're a holistic therapist or um, uh, an individual service, um, then people want to see the face on your, uh, on your, let's say, social media profiles. No, they don't want to see your logo. If you're business to business, the logo's fine, in my opinion. Um, now, I'd be interested to know what, uh, what Sarah <clears throat> thinks about that point of view, because I might have to change my advice. I don't know. <laughs> well, what do you think about that, Sarah? Because there's um, a personalization, isn't it, even when you're a, a a bigger company as in a, a business to business company there's still i suppose creating that personal story of the 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 team behind the logo mm. um i think i would always encourage people to to show their faces or you know as much as possible if you think about when you make a decision about um if you're buying something and you and you look on social media do you, does it make a difference to you when you're, you know, would it make a difference? But say, for example, if I was looking for a um, a new kitchen or somebody and then wanted somebody to fit the kitchen, if there was images there of, obviously I want the, the kitchen to look good, but if there was images as well of the people that I might go and speak to, I think that would make a difference to me. You know, you want to know that there's friendly people there kitchen's probably not the best example but uh, <laughs> but if you you know if you see somebody that you can relate to then i think that makes a difference and it's quite um you know there are stats around it. it's quite subconscious that you know people make these decisions so quickly just from if they're comparing one site to another um, and they don't necessarily even realize that they're doing it but you know images are really important and if you see a friendly face or a face that you trustworthy face 
it does make a huge difference to whether you kind of make you know how you make that decision which one you would choose so what kind of pictures are we talking about in order to get that message across how do you make mr roxburgh's face seem trustworthy <laughs> I, I have got a trustworthy well. before you before you drop sarah in it i have got a trustworthy face i've had my i've had my face analyzed on on one of these apps and it uh, i come up at eight, 8.6% out of 10 no 8.6 out of 10 trustworthy very good i just can't believe you've actually done that <laughs> well actually i mean that's a tool what, what is it called the what is it photo feeler i think or something yes, like that yeah it's yeah. well worth doing if you take your profile picture off linkedin you can stick it on there and i i, I think it's people comment although who has the time i guess and they, they vote on whether you're trustworthy whether you look yeah. like you're professional whether you look like you're a moron and and at the end of the period it, it gives you a score doesn't it it does and i i tried three different photographs and my my favorite out of uh, out of those three was was the poorest performer so it, it, it gives you it gives you tr trustworthiness friendliness and there's one other isn't there? professionalism i think the professionalism yes. yeah yeah clearly um, mark's tried it as well i'm missing out here oh i i i, I tried it oh about eight years ago when i was a lawyer and i was and someone just put me onto it and so I, I just tried it more out, more out, more out of in, intrigue than anything else, and I've yeah. dared do it, <laughs> dared do it since. Now, now I've so, got me Sarah's, furry beard. Sarah's cringing here; she really is. <laughs> so, so how would so going back to the question, Sarah? Um, let's assume Miss Roxburgh's used the untrustworthy image. Um, how, what sort of pictures do you take to help get the message across that people are trying to get consistent with the brand? Um, well, there's a lot of work that goes into planning what kind of images that that you need for your, for your business. Um, but mainly, it's just about people being relaxed. And you know, if you're if you're if you look relaxed and you're in a kind of, you know, you're laughing or you're you know looking straight at the camera, that's a big thing for kind of trustworthiness and and connect, build. You know, people connect to eye contact, don't they? Um, so all that kind of thing. Uh, I, and I take I take a whole range of images. Um, it's much more than just kind of headshots. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of things covering. You know, it might be behind the scenes. It might be if you make a product, it's images of that, or packing up or your product, or or um, or if you're, you know, if if you are a coach online, there's images of you actually talking to your computer as if you're on a zoom call that kind of thing you know or if you're meeting with people i've been doing a lot of zoom stuff <laughs> lately because <laughs> nobody can meet face to face <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so there's a whole range of things but i think in terms of getting across the the your personality it's just getting people to relax and as you say a lot of people aren't naturally comfortable in front of the camera so there's there's work that I do to help, kind of help people with their confidence as well, so that they do when they get to the stage of actually taking the pictures, they are quite relaxed because they know exactly what's going to happen. You know, they're comfortable with me, um, and it's you know, it's just them doing their doing their thing really. It sounds to me like Sarah lies, Elaine, when when she <laughs> says I say things that make people feel comfortable. To me, that says 
she's got the camera she's pointed it at me and she's saying you look lovely mark yeah that's the that's the smile oh split your oh, we couldn't recreate this if we tried is that the kind of thing we're talking about or are there much much better tips well, obviously, you know, positive feedback as, as you go along is definitely helpful. And, you know, just even just your energy, if I'm kind of happy and excited and laughing, then I tend to try and get people laughing. That's one of the best things, you know, yeah. chatting. Yeah. And they, they kind of forget that the camera's there once we, you know, we've had it, we're having a good laugh and, and talking about whatever, get them talking about things that they're passionate about. Um, and, it, you know, it just kind of, there's only so long that they can feel uncomfortable, they start to relax. Thank goodness you've got a friendly face. I'd trust you if you said it. I'm not sure if Chris had a camera pointed at me and told me I'd look gorgeous. Uh, I would believe it in any way, shape or form. I'd be a little bit worried about myself if I said that, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever thought about diversifying, Sarah? You've obviously got one of these... uh, voices that calms people you could always give injections as well if you, because you get people feel really chilled <laughs> so how how does working with someone like yourself really help what what are the key benefits well i mean one of the main ones that i really love and makes me feel good about it is that people do feel so much more confident at, at the end of the process they they feel like you know they, they get images that they love at the end of it that they they weren't always necessarily expecting to love them as much as they do you know the the images that they can be proud of so then they feel confident to go out and you know share them and use them and and sell themselves or you know do whatever it is that they do so they feel a lot more confident and they also gain a lot of clarity we we work through you know not everyone is clear what their brand is all about and what their messages are and so we go through right from the beginning of you know who who it is that they're trying to reach and how we can do that and what they what you know what impression they want to give and what um what their values are and how we can incorporate those into the images so people do say that they feel a lot clearer about their their brands at the end of it even down to the details of colors which i try and make sure because it's always important that, that our images are have some kind of consistency so things like colours can be really important. So, you know, if we have a kind of theme throughout the whole body, you know, the package of the images so that people do know at the end of the day um, when they see an image, they kind of already know that it's associated with that brand kind of thing. Um, so people have have clarity. They also found, find that they've got so much more time at the end of it because, you know, how much time do we spend scrabbling around looking for an image to put on social media to go with a post you know we have an idea for a post or you know a blog or whatever it is but we we haven't got the image to go with it so my packages give them you know it's about three months worth of of images so they can just get on and do that so that reduces their stress levels and they can focus on the areas of the business that they actually really love so they're not having to think about all of that and people have said to me that they feel so much more professional at the end of it as well because they have got these you know, high quality images that they can use everywhere that they feel professional in. Um, so they, they do kind of, you know, I've had people who've been in business for years and they say, oh, I finally feel like a, a proper businesswoman, you know, because I've, I've now got the images that are needed. So it's, uh, it's quite a relief for people as well. What's the anatomy of a photo shoot? I think in your case, the probably first thing she'd say is you're going to have to change that shirt. <laughs> 
well, we talk about all of that beforehand. So I know exactly, and the client client knows exactly what they're going to wear, um, where we're going to, you know, where, where we're shooting, what what positions. So we um, there's loads of, of planning that goes into it beforehand, um, and we usually have a number of themes throughout the shoot. So it might be that they want some images in their office and some you know some sat outside a cafe or they might want some walking in the woods or you know or just chilling out on their sofa you know it, it, it yeah there's a usually around three themes depending on the the package that they go for kind of thing and so it's quite a long time then yeah my um well it's my main packages are, are it's a three-hour shoot um okay. so we fit in as we can and then also some people go for like an annual package so we do a number of those throughout the year um but yeah i mean i think it's really important that people have more than just a few images you know they need variety so they do change their outfits um so that it doesn't look like they've all just been taken on the same day because that's going to get really repetitive and boring yeah. and, you know yeah. so there's so we change locations change outfits and and fit in as much as we can give them as i say that you know they'll cover the different themes depending on what it is that they they prioritize and what they want to get across i really want to do this but i it just there is this horrible fear and dread coursing through my veins even at the thought of it i just how do i overcome this sarah um well i think i mean as i say i talk to people a lot about this and it's something that i mean up until six months ago i was exactly the same i mean you obviously do have confidence because you do your podcasts and um, I don't know how much you do where you actually see your face, but, you know. Zero. <laughs> I, I, I am a faceless assassin. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, you know, we have to kind of work out what those what those fears are. So for me, it's things like just really daft things like what will my friends from school think? Will they be laughing at me? Um, but then you get to the point where you think, actually, am I going to let that stop me from succeeding? You know, I know that I need to do this. And does it really matter what somebody I went to school with thinks? Or, you know, or whether, you know, whether I make a mistake, or will I, you know, if I make a fool of myself, is it going to, you know, is it going to be the end of the world? So I often, and I often say to people, if, if a friend came to you with these concerns, what would you say to them? Because, you know, we, we all have our really irrational, uh, you know, some irrational, some less irrational, but we all have our our doubts. We all think about, you know, we all have issues about the way we look. But then, you know, we look the way we look, we sound the way we sound. You know, some people say, I hate the sound of my voice. But everyone else already knows that that's what you sound like. <laughs> it's only us that have that, you know, have that issue because we don't hear ourselves and see ourselves as much. No. Wouldn't let it stop us hopefully from going out and seeing people in the street or seeing friends when we're allowed so you know it's just another barrier to get to get past really i think one of my concerns i mean actually going about that it's a good point about the hearing yourself i, mean, I didn't realize this the reason why you always hear, hear how you sound is because how you sound is different to how you hear yourself speak because of the vibrations in your in your your ear or your body or your jaw or whichever thing it is, so you're actually hearing a different noise to the one you used to listening to, which is why it grates on you so much. Interesting fact. But I, one of the the main fears 
Sarah, I have is, and I have, I, I've worked with um, some business owners who were horrible culprits of this very thing where they were the face of the business, but to a level where it almost became slightly uncomfortable, almost narcissistic, if you know what I mean. Yeah. That would probably be my biggest fear of being the face of my brand. Because I've got a number of businesses, so actually it probably makes sense for me to do that. And I'm quite interested in, in doing it, um, but I would hate for anyone to perhaps draw that same conclusion of narcissism because I, I would genuinely like to hope I'm not perhaps <laughs> perhaps Chris less so Elaine because she's nicer will put me right if that isn't the case but you know what I mean yeah yeah I totally get that a bit you know and it doesn't come naturally to us to you know especially I think being British you know we don't we don't want to talk about ourselves be the centre of attention it's it, it's not comfortable but I think it's about doing it in the right way, isn't it? And I always encourage people to be themselves and not, to, you know, I know people who've had photo shoots in the past and they said at the end of the day, they don't, it doesn't look like me. It's not, you know, it's, it's not me. Um, and that's, you know, I'm not asking, I would never ask anyone to pretend to be something that they're not. Um, and I think that's where it kind of really gets, gets awkward. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is about doing it in the right way and doing it in a quite light-hearted way, so it's not too serious. Because you know, that's when people might think, "Well, oh, <laughs> what is he doing?" <laughs> I think people say that about me an awful lot. Elaine, you you invited Sarah onto our previous episode, and we only had a really short snippet, so I wondered whether we might want to re retouch on some of the the points we discussed there about some of the slightly varied versions of your service that you've been offering um uh, in terms of the over the zoom and and the like yeah i've been doing um... I, I know can i can i interrupt here i've got to say last friday it was sarah wasn't it mm. I, honestly i was blown away by these photos that um sarah put on linkedin of uh, the photo shoots that she did last week, which were done remotely, absolutely unbelievable. Honestly, you know, uh, well, they were at the they just two very different um, businesses, different you know girls. Um, oh, they were just exceptional, honestly. So, um, so it's just a great, great thing that you do. And what I loved about the, uh, one of them, particularly, she, you know, she absolutely said she wouldn't have done it, would she? Um, face to face so yeah. that's why there is that market remotely because not everybody is comfortable so there you go mark maybe you should do that way <laughs> there you go well uh, t tell us more about that sarah because that some people might prefer that option for the reasons elaine's just mentioned yeah absolutely that's something i hadn't really kind of anticipated but yeah i've been offering virtual shoots because obviously it's you know i've not been able to meet people face to face in the same way um and there is an app that I use and a few other photographers are doing it um, where I take the images. I basically kind of almost hijack their phone camera. Um, so then I can I can take the images using their phone. I obviously direct them as to where to position the phone, where to position themselves, that kind of thing. Um, and then the images come through to me and I edit them. So it's it's been working. I mean, I've, I've 
was surprised myself by how good quality the images can be at the end of it. I mean, they're, they're suitable for social media rather than, you know, you wouldn't want them blown up large on the website because they're still phone pictures in terms of quality at the end of the day. But um, I mean, some of the phones now, one of the ones I did last week, um, the quality is amazing. She's got, a, you know, one of these really flash well the, the the iphone 12 pro and this isn't an advert for apple by any stretch but people are filming 4k films in this mm. aren't they yeah i think this lady's was an 11 pro but yeah i mean I, you know i zoomed in on one of the images and wow that's you know i'd be interested to see what it did look like on a website actually yeah. but generally just, look at, just looking at these now they're absolutely fantastic they are um, <laughs> yeah I was really lucky last week that these these two ladies contacted me completely separately, and one of them has got amazing red curly hair. And she her business is selling products for for people with curly hair, so obviously that's a big part yeah. of her brand. Um, and the other one is an artist in France, so it was actually and she wanted images in in the vineyard of her bright yellow two CV. <laughs> yeah. So um, just really really varied, really interesting. But yeah, I mean. You know, we had a few technical issues with the one in France because she wanted to be out in a field, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, the connection really. team went a little bit. But now it was it was great fun, and the images, you know, it's amazing as, as you say. The quality is quite quite good, and yeah, the lady with the red hair, Heather, she said that she wouldn't have if she'd booked in with a photographer, she wouldn't have turned up. She's too too nervous in front of the camera. Um, somehow this felt easier for her. Yeah. The brain processes nearly 10,000 visual and oral cues per minute. As first impressions stick, make the customer see your business in the right way. Funky Vibes can ensure your vibes attract the right tribe with their marketing expertise, graphic design, bespoke websites and social media packages. For more information or a no-commitment initial consultation, simply email your tribe at funkyvibe.co.uk. That's strange because to look at those pictures, I mean, she's she's a very beautiful lady and the, the personality that comes across suggests someone that's incredibly confident. And so to say that surprises me slightly because that's not the impression you get from those images. No, and she she does she does videos for her uh, social media, and she you know she just she seems okay with that. She says I just don't don't watch them back, but, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a good tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've learned from that. Then. But um, yeah, she 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 just really she was really nervous at the beginning, and you know she she said she hadn't slept. She was just really you know just really felt nervous about it and uncomfortable. But by the end of it, she was she was quite happy. You know, she said it was. It was good fun, so uh, just shows you <laughs> what can be done. Yeah, it's and, great. and the million dollar question, Sarah, because we come across this certainly in our fields very much, and I suspect, certainly going by what you've just said there about camera phones, you come across it too. The DIY element of doing these kind of things, so. I guess the question is, what are the pros and cons of trying to do these things yourself? How realistic, how easy is it to do it yourself? Or why specifically do you need someone like yourself to do it? Because it's like anything, and we, we both, Elaine, Chris and I say this regularly, you can have a go at doing 
I don't know, designing your own logo. But if you get it wrong, the damage done will be will be quite great by the same token you might do an all right job so where does it sit in terms of the brand photography i think i mean there's there's always going to be a place for for you know camera phones and i think they're really really useful for showing bits of behind the scenes and obviously selfies are huge and you know and we need to be so um so regularly posting on social media to to kind of get that attention so they they do you know they do have a place and they are they are useful um but i think in terms of the quality that you can get at the end of the day even a really good selfie people know it's a selfie um so they're they're never going to look quite as professional as you know getting a, a photographer involved and certainly if you want images for um your website the quality isn't going to be isn't going to be there probably <laughs> maybe with the new <laughs> iphone 12 um but also, uh, you know, the, the work that I put in with people to, around the consistency and the messages as well is something that they don't, you know, they don't get. They might, some people might be brilliant at that themselves, but um, I offer a lot of support on that side of things as well in terms of getting consistency and getting the right, the right brand messages across. I think at the end of the day, you know, it's not the end of the world if you use your own images. And certainly when you're starting out, you know, people, people do, but... Um, people make, you know, your customers make a very quick decision based on on images. You know, it's something like a tenth of a second. Uh, people will decide looking at an image whether they, you know, whether they kind of interested or not. So, images do matter, and having high quality images at the end of the day do make does make a difference. And it does give you that professional feel and look. That was the right answer because <laughs> I, I think very much it you've got to have an eye for photography i mean how many times have people uh, I, I mean i started i'm getting slightly better but the the way in which you look at things even just from taking the picture from a different angle to just standing normally and holding it and taking a a picture that can make such a difference to the same shot they might be doing the same thing in the same pose but just changing that angle slightly can be all the difference and just knowing the angle which comes with experience and expertise i guess can just transform the image can't it yeah well that's it exactly because i was a bit bothered with the when i started promoting virtual shoots because i thought well if i'm using somebody's phone they can just do that themselves but you know, it is my expertise of where to position the phone, you know, the angles and, and obviously guiding them on how to position themselves as well. Um, and it does, you know, you can see that it does make a difference. The images do look look a lot more professional at the end of it. So it's, um, you know, some people have, you know, are really, really good at taking great selfies, but um, you know, most people aren't really. And you can, you know, you can tell. I guess it's the editing as well, which where your expertise comes yeah. in, Sarah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that makes a big difference as well. I can really make images pop, um, you know, which, you know, not everyone has that, that you know, the, the software or the, you know, the experience that I've got in doing that as well. No. Bye bye bags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a miracle worker. <laughs> <laughs> you were like Sarah, firing shots like that. Elaine, Chris, have you got any questions for Sarah? I think I've, I think I've asked them as we've gone along. I think it's been absolutely fascinating. I think the the will the will the remote uh, the remote 
photograph shoot stay, Sarah, once we're once we're out of lockdown? Will is there still a place for it in your in your box of tricks, if you like? Yeah, I think it definitely will. Um, I wasn't sure. I started off just offering it for people who had booked a, sh a face to face shoot with me as something that we could do in the interim while we were in lockdown. Um, and then I started offering them standalone because you know people there was such a buzz about them. Um, but I do think that there will be a place for them, and um, certainly people who I work with on kind of a, on a, a longer term basis, it might well be that they you know they as well as having some face to face shoots, they want to add in a couple of virtual shoots now and again as well. You know, it might be some seasonal you know images in front of the Christmas tree or whatever that might you know whatever yeah. it might be, um, and that. You know, as we've said, there will be other people who really don't feel confident enough to go for a face-to-face -face shoot and actually invite me, you know, to to their workplace or whatever, but feel better about having it taken through through their phone. So it's, it remains to be seen, yeah. but I definitely think it's something I'll keep on offering. Um, right. I've got another one booked in France off the back of the. the wow. <laughs> so uh, and for some people, you know, they might not you know they might not be able to find the right person you know because a lot of when you're working with a photographer you need to know that you have a rapport with them so if you're living in france and you're british you might worry about finding the right photographer and oh, in france or not really but if you meet if you come across somebody and you think i like that i like their work mm. uh, and their approach then it, it opens up more more possibilities doesn't it really I think my main my main argument will be uh, why you would need to do face to face if it meant a trip to France, all expenses paid. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on that as well. <laughs> oh. Elaine, have we missed anything off your list? No, uh, no, I think just to really endorse what Sarah does. I think for me, really, and what is really clear is that when you look at Sarah's website and you look at Sarah, how Sarah portrays herself, that as a as a buyer, potentially, you look at it and you think, yeah, that this person clearly gets the branding bit. And so, as you know, you're, you, I, I think there is a, a clear um, line that you are a branding photographer and yes, you can do other things, but actually it's that, that a lot of people don't have that skill to be able to do that. And you do it well, and you and you're doing it. You're doing it really well because obviously people will look at yours and think, "Well, she clearly knows what she's doing because she's got her own branding right." So that's yeah. like a you know credibility is massive. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan, Sarah. Huge fan. <laughs> I do feel like I, I have to be, you know, a be the face of my brand because I'm encouraging other people to do that, and I do have to have my branding right because yeah. you know. I, I need to demonstrate that how it, you know how it can be done well. Um, Sarah, we might have covered some of these already, but do you have any specific tips that you could offer to the listeners um, that that they might be what they might want to bear in mind either if they are trying to do a DIY job or more specifically what they will want to consider when they're liaising and dealing with people like you perhaps so they can give you a better idea of what they're trying to do and what they're trying to achieve sure um well i think if you are taking your own images i think i would definitely think about about consistency so try and make sure i mean you know 
it's so easy to just take a quick snap on your phone but um if you're trying to if you're using that to represent your business thinking about you know the lighting and also the, the colors you know so that you're you're always using um images that have kind of consistency and the, the same kind of look and feel um and make sure that that does represent your business so if you know if you're if it's kind of big bold colors and that's your brand and you're you know you might be a um i'm just looking at your <laughs> your poster in the background <laughs> all your your vibrant colors you know it might be that you 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 know your images should always be really bright and, and colorful like that um but if you if your business is more a kind of calm uh you know supportive business and like mine yeah like yours <laughs> maybe they should reflect Nothing calm about Mark's business. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funky, true. Funky vibes. <laughs> exactly. So your images need to be funky and, <laughs> and vibrant, yeah. don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, obviously, just thinking about lighting. Uh, when you're taking selfies, uh, if you're outside, then look for open shade. Uh, bright sun is not flattering. You know, the shadows are... are really harsh and it can kind of really accentuate all the things that you don't want to show so shade is good um if you're inside window lights but again avoiding really bright direct sun and you can just even if you stand in one position if you turn around with your your phone in your hand you'll be able to see that the light changes so much and you can see where to, you know where is a better angle usually kind of facing the window um, and holding your phone a bit higher so that you're not just looking up your nose and showing all your double chins. <laughs> oh, too much to think about. I hide, I hide mine with a beard. Um, and if you, in terms of working, you know, if you get to a point where you think actually I am ready to take my branding to the next level, um, then looking for a photographer, you, you really need to make sure you do look at their work so that you, you know. It, the feel and look and feel of what they do is similar to what you're after because you know we all work differently we all have different kind of styles as with all, all photographers and all businesses really um and but most importantly make sure that you you get to know the photographer as much as you can um before you make a decision and that's why i do lots of things like lives and things because i think they are such a great way of people getting to know what i'm all about so we always advise people to do do that themselves as well if they want their customers to get to know them. Um, so yeah, finding somebody that you can connect with and you get on with is half the battle because you know you're going to feel so much more comfortable. Um, and also making sure that they offer support because I do know people who've had they've booked a, a branding photographer and they've shown up on the day and they've said, right, what are we doing? You know, oh. what, do you, what do you want pictures of? And that's you know. That's not helpful. <laughs> you need no. somebody who will work with you to work out exactly because you might not feel like you know what you need, um, and that's okay. You know because that's what a good branding photographer will do. They'll work with you to work out what your messages are, what your business is all about, what the you know what the key elements are, and who you're trying to reach, and therefore how you can marry all that together and design a shoot that works for you because every every shoot will be different. So yeah, there's a few things to consider. Sarah feels like a warm comfort blanket when it comes to these <laughs> sorts of things. I, I do, I do legitimately feel like I could almost be persuaded to sit at the other end of the lens. Um, I'm, 
yeah, I just yes, um, Sarah. If people do want to get in touch with you, or if they do want to check out your work and potentially uh, use your services, how can they get in touch? Okay, so uh, all the usual channels. Not so active on Clubhouse yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on it. Um, oh, you so, should. <laughs> apparently, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, think about it. It's not very visual, so it's uh, no, not <laughs> no, the best for you necessarily. <laughs> but I do know lots of photographers who are doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm on Facebook, Sarah White Photography Chester, um, Instagram, Sarah White Photos, LinkedIn. Um, my website is sarahwhitephotography.co.uk. Um, I'm on Twitter as well, uh, Sarah White Picks. So yeah, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, if you search for Sarah White Photography, it's a fairly common name, so there are a few, a few of us <laughs> around, but you should be able to find me. Um, yeah, so just do get in touch if you want to find out a bit more. Fantastic. You're based in Chester, aren't you? Obviously, yes. uh, you know, if it was so in in the vicinity or surrounding areas if it was face to face yeah but obviously you know virtually well that's anywhere well virtually anywhere and and by the same token i guess if people are prepared to pay the bill you'll go further afield that's true (laughs) (laughs) let's let's not narrow down that 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 work area too much eh, Sarah? (laughs) keep it nice and nice and wide well that's fantastic hopefully that's given people a bit of an idea as to photography but perhaps more specifically brand photography which i think is probably something that many people won't have considered certainly not in the ways in which you've talked about them today so that's been brilliant um if you would like to uh get in touch or if you've got any questions obviously sarah's given her contact information but if for whatever reason you want to go through us you can send it to goldfish at the podstation.co.uk or pass on the questions to sarah and no doubt she can get in touch with you that way um as i said before go and check us out check out the previous episodes if you've enjoyed it give us a review preferably five stars anything less than five stars and uh, we'll send a lane round to ask the questions as to why um if you've got any comments stick them on social media as well we don't mind if you direct messages on there or if you stick comments we're, we're happy to engage with folk whatever it might be um guys thank you very much for that it's been a, another brilliant episode hopefully you've enjoyed it um i know i have and uh, we'll catch you all next time bye bye thank you very much get social at go underscore fish marketing on instagram facebook and twitter